Feel it coming in the air Yeah, and there's screams from everywhere Yeah, I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk This is Friday, we are live in the studio Alex Clancy is in the studio with me Friday, Friday. It's kind of overcast out there today. This is Arizona. We are live going across the world globally. Don't forget we have a a remote March 25th at Armadillo's Grill. Speaking of Friday, they do have Friday happy hour, $5 martinis. They have uh, quite a few of them. One I did see was a vanilla martini. I haven't tried that, but I want to try it um, since I'm having a drink here and there nowadays. Alex Clancy, welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. We talked a lot of basketball yesterday. I do want to say something about basketball. Uh, we'll get to that real quick, and we'll move into a, probably more football today in the show than anything uh, free agency, if you will. Um, but did you see Steve Nash say he wants to play for the money? Yeah, I saw a little something about it. Which was good to see, which was good for somebody to say. Um, and I wonder how people perceive it or take it. Uh, because of Steve Nash or, or if it was anybody else But that's what most He came out and told the truth but That's what most most guys do anyway uh, Unfortunately because Steve Nash doesn't have a championship And one of the first things you play for is the money But he doesn't see any championship with the Lakers In sight in his final year With the Lakers Los Angeles Lakers So obviously instead of sitting around Wanting to be traded or wanting to sit around He actually is making a documentary of his recovery, his rehab, coming back, trying to play. And he seems, to me, he's always seemed to be that type of guy. He wants to play in the NBA. Uh, as you get older, those injuries start to take his shape, take his form. Uh, and then they just they just sit you down. Mentally, you can play the game. Physically, guys are getting bigger, stronger, and faster. Just like football. They're getting bigger, stronger, and faster. They, uh, they're able to back you down, and you can't play defense to the six six guards that they're making today in NBA basketball. Uh, but one of the one of the main things was, truthfully, he said he wants to play for the money. He wants to. He was not going to retire because of the money. And Steve Nash, outside trying to know more than I need to know about Steve Nash, I think he made a lot of money in his basketball career. Yeah, he hasn't made he he hasn't made LeBron money, or he hasn't made he's never got that hundred million dollar contract. I don't believe that. I mean, I, yes, he made a lot of money, and everybody makes a lot of money in the NBA across the board, especially people that have won MVPs in the past. Um, Ten million dollars is a lot of money. I think that's what he's what he's slated to make next year. So, I mean, all you have to do is suit up and and not get cut. And I don't think that they would cut him. So. That ten million dollars is—I mean—that's that's it. That's his—that's the the bow on the present for him to after when he gets out of the league. Did that, you, that's a lot of money. That's ten million dollars. Why would money. you walk away from that? It doesn't. Yeah, unless you're set. Unless you have one hundred fifty million dollars in the bank, ten I, million dollars is still ten million dollars. Yeah, but if I had one hundred and fifty, and my passion is still where it is. Yeah, and he still today, loves the game too. I mean, that's I'm gonna have 160 million. Yeah, after you know before taxes, but I'm um have 160 million. I don't have a problem with him saying he's playing for the money, um, because most owners do it for the money. Um, you have a few, you have a handful of owners to say let's win a championship. And I, I was told before, and I've heard it many times that you don't make money 
when you win the Super Bowl. You don't make money when you NBA NBA championships. You just have a, if you have a great marketing strategist, great marketing plans. That's when you make your money after the after effect of winning the uh, the marketing the team. Yesterday you said one of the things that I didn't get to uh, speak on was the NBA lead, the player lead, not the team lead. That's why they that's why they market players be so. As your kids or one of my kids grow up, as they grow up being 13, 16 years old, they like, oh, I like LeBron James. I like Kobe. So, in fact, I like the Lakers. I like Miami Heat. And, and that's what it was because I was an Isaiah Thomas fan. I was a, a uh, Julius Irvis fan. I think one of my, my first team ever that I've liked was the Philadelphia 76ers um, ever. And I followed those guys like, like I liked football. But then it became Detroit because of their attitude and how they played the game and how they wasn't really the superior team. They were just the bad boys. They bullied their way in the league, um, if you will. And, and speaking of bully, we'll talk real quick on Jonathan Martin going to San Fran. We did touch on it a little bit. But Detroit Pistons, uh, so it is a it is a individual league, I think, across the board. But ultimately, it's, it is, it's the most team sports, one of the team sports that uh, – that you can play, even though they highlight superstars like New York Knicks. First thing you'll think of is Carmelo Anthony. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, he haven't played for six games. You're going to think about Kobe Bryant. Miami Heat, you're going to think about Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. So that's what the uh, league does because the football does a great job at it. Football does a great job at marketing towards little kids. As violent as the game is, they market towards little kids. They Now they've come out. You've seen a lot of things from the past five years, four or five years, to play 60. To mm-hmm. get these kids to play football, yep. they're making comments to say soccer. You get more concussions playing soccer than football, which is ludicrous. I mean, you get a lot of the the amount of concussions you get in soccer is is amazing to me. But I can see how that could happen. But they do the marketing part of it. They market to, towards these kids. So I become a fan of an individual, a fan of that team, and then I can market that. And then who knows? They're giving scholarships to kids in ninth grade, eighth grade, collegiate scholarships to kids in in high school that's in or going to high school. And that's amazing. And they, they just, it's like if I put you in a football camp and I give you Adidas and I give you Adidas every year, give you Adidas every year. If you happen to be one of those superstar kids, then you've been brainwashed to wear Adidas. Yeah. I was that guy. I, I was brainwashed to wear Nikes. I, I, oh, I wanted Nikes growing Should've up. Should have done Reebok. Should have done Reebok. Um, well, I should have done Reebok for the money. Yeah, that's what you said I, that before. But I have so many Nike stuff that I don't even I haven't even wore yet, and I, that was when I was playing because I used to get Nike all the time. I used to go to Nike Town. I used to go to uh, out in Seattle and get just order a bunch of stuff and send it everywhere. So I used it as gifts. Uh, but I was brainwashed to wear Nikes in, and then Reebok came to me, and I should have. It, it was giving me money to wear this shit. So I mean, the thing with the NBA that's a little bit more difficult than what what the NFL has to deal with is obviously they have a lot more games. The season's a lot longer. There's more teams. There's more travel involved. There's I mean, take the London away from the NFL. Um, there are a lot of bad teams in the NBA, and I understand that it's tough to market those bad teams. I'm sure there are diehard Milwaukee Bucks fans. Toronto. Well, Toronto's third in the in the East this year. Yeah, but nobody cares. Uh, well, like San Antonio, everybody, a great team. everybody above above <laughs> the, the above that line does. Uh, yeah, I mean Milwaukee's bad. I mean there's a, there's a lot of teams that are just bad, and they've been bad for a long time. You could say the same thing about the Lions. Same thing about you know the Panthers for the past fifteen years. Uh, take away this year, um, it's easier to market players. There's just not as many 
good players to market in the NBA. I mean, how many, how many, there, what, there's seven guys that you market to try and carry the league? There's a face of the league. Is there a face of the NFL? Oh, uh, yeah. No, because it's covered with a helmet. But it's, yeah, no, there's no. not, there, there's not one guy that is the face of the NFL. I think, I think so. that after not Katrina, it was Drew Brees. Probably, uh, yeah, because the, the, again, there, there goes the football marketing, a situation, a crisis, and they, and these guys, they won the Super Bowl right after Katrina, right? Yeah, but, but it was also the humanitarian work that he did after mm-hmm. Katrina, which was great. I mean, they we're not taking anything away from that. And he's been doing nothing. that for a while. It, right. But they took a chance, they took a, Opportunity on marketing it now. So you, you look at America's team, which used to be the Cowboys, which I think is now New Orleans, or was for five or six years there, and Drew Brees was the face of New Orleans, therefore he could be the face of the NFL. There's no face. There's no face of baseball uh, unless you're doing something bad. <laughs> um, you know, Albert Pujols maybe for a while, but now... He got a he got a huge deal and now he's not playing well. I thought so Matt Kemp could be there. I thought he could be that guy, but he hadn't been. You got to stay years. healthy. Yeah, yeah you got to stay healthy. But to, but I, I'll, I'll so say the this. NBA you have you have six guys. You have six guys that have carried the league with jersey sales, with you know putting people in the stands like but like people say Milwaukee again. I'm not trying to beat up Milwaukee, but when Miami goes to Milwaukee, that I'm sure those stands are full. I'm sure when Golden State goes there, I'm sure my I'm when sure when Milwaukee the Knicks go there, it's full. Ticket price. Yeah, well, they do. Everybody does that, which is crazy. But let me go. Let's the face of a franchise. They, we do wear they do wear helmets in football, but there's only a handful of guys marketing in that in that league. Uh, if you might have some Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, as you mentioned, uh, Roethlisberger for a while. Uh, they are sure Adrian Peterson. Adrian, I mean, they don't they, have to be quarterbacks. They have. They, have, they don't have to, right, exactly. They don't have to be quarterbacks, but most of them are. Because most of them are the um, franchise players of, of their team. Most of them are the um, uh, the face of their team. So you spend a lot of money out there. Like I, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Collegiate kid coming out of college, he's up for the Heisman. Do you know the, the university, that college or that university, spends a lot of money to market that guy for the Heisman? They spend a lot of money to market a Jim Thorpe candidate because it, it looks better for their school mm-hmm. f- to have a winner of a Jim Thorpe, have a winner of a um, Heisman. Uh, so there is some money. So when you got guys like Peyton Manning and all that stuff, well, they'll play market itself, but the NFL takes advantage and put market it 10 times more than what it's already, the level it already is. So, yeah, there are faces. Uh, I meet a lot of people still today. I haven't played, what, six years, seven years? Still today, and they say, and it may be my name, because my name is different. They say Kwame. Well, that's my name. I say Kwame. But then they say, Lasseter? So they say, and one of the first things they say is what you said. Oh, well, sh- yeah, I, I remember. I love watching you play. But you guys wore helmets. See, that's what football is. So that's why it's easy to market a basketball, easy to market a soccer. Players. players. Easier to market yeah, players. players. Uh, players in basketball. Uh, but there are a handful of guys in football that you can really, really market like basketball guys. Oh, and there's other guys, like you said, that if you do something crazy and stupid, you, if they get in trouble, you can market those guys. But they're not all quarterbacks, and it is a um, and it is a player's lead. It is a dr- player's driven lead because of the marketability that the NBA does. They well, put they put millions and millions of dollars behind doing that. Yeah, but the NFL, I mean, this they're they're starting to snowball their own money here because their marketing scheme was so good to begin with. When Roger Goodell, I mean, obviously before him, but even more so, you only have there's only what eighteen weeks. There's 18 weeks in a season, okay? 
and everybody looks forward to it all year. And we're, we're, we get it thrown in our face: free agency, draft, and then it's uh, then it's OTAs and it's everything. They set it up as such to where football there's not a day off of football all year. So it's anticipation, and it's you have your favorite team. There's nothing like a football team. You know, you have your basketball teams, you have your baseball teams, whatever. But when it comes to football, that's what everybody looks forward to. It's football Sunday. You know, people People call it church. People that don't go to church call it church. Yeah. Because that's what they look forward to. That's that's what they have on Sundays. That's what it is. And that's the marketing team of the NFL. You don't have to market specific players. It'll yield specific players being marketed more than others because of their exemplary talent. But that's not the focal point. It's the team. It's the game itself. Thursday night football game. You have Jacksonville and Cleveland. You're going to watch because it's the NFL and it's on Thursday. It's not Sunday. You know, you know. Darn well, you and I are not watching that game. I mean, I'm saying in theory. Most people, no, yeah, I'd watch it. It's no, you, the NFL. No you, no, you won't. Well, first of all, they'd be stupid to, p- to put a game on like that. That's not <laughs> but, but they do because every team gets their turn. And, and let's just say Jacksonville had a, let's had say a, Cleveland had a good year. So they, it, Cleveland or Jacksonville just happened to be on that schedule. So they put them in there not knowing that both of these teams going to suck this year. That's the only way they're going to get the ratings right. is they put them on Thursday night. Well, they got a mar- Jacksonville's one of the, I think the smallest market in, in the National Football League. I would, uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, so but they their season might have been as such. They might have had a nine and six season or a nine and seven season or eight and eight season, and they acquired some high free agency during the previous year. So they might be able to get a, a televised game on a Thursday night. Well, look how many games the Texans had. Because they, everybody thought they were going to be good. A couple Thursday night. Well, they only had one Thursday night game, obviously. Texas. Pool. I think they had a couple Ooh, Monday night games. Like it was, yeah. They they looked awful. Yeah. But I mean, that's because it's all predicated upon the last year, right? Well, the NFL. And before we go to break, but the NFL has to be seen. They've done more than they normally do because they didn't have to market the, market the game because of all the bad press came out. They have to shine that light back on them. So they've they've done above and beyond as far as the marketing problem um, situation. People don't even remember Bounty Gate. Yeah, I don't remember. Wait, that. When did that happen? That, that, that seemingly <laughs> happened twenty years ago. That was uh, uh, three that years was two ago. years ago. Yeah, two or three. So whatever. I mean, it was within five. I mean, it was obviously it was at most three. All right. Well, people, I don't even remember how to spell Bounty Gate. They <laughs> did a great job marketing it. Alice Clancy, Quamalasa, Quamalasa Sports Talk. Let's take a break. I I, I didn't mention to you, uh, Shannon Doherty emailed me. She wanted to come on the show. You should check out her webpage. She's uh, All right. outstanding. Quamalasa Sports Talk. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. On behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. 
please visit MarchOfDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Radio. Welcome back to Kwame Lash for the Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Yep. Got the moose in your head this morning, I see. You yeah, I got, got a little bit. You got somewhere to go. No. <laughs> okay. 888 <laughs> 888-346-9144. If you want to join the show, we were talking about some bad. We were talking about a Basketball Late into football But we do want to talk A lot of football uh, Especially in the free agency uh, But don't forget March 25th We are at Armadillo's Bar and Grill An eclectic menu Food <laughs> You like that? Yeah um, But uh, we have a remote there It would be fun It's from I know our show is at 9 in the morning Which Alex We actually can get that move some, We can? Yeah some days Some days So which would be good uh, Yeah Um <clears throat> Beautiful, but the remote at Armadillo's, this the dealio right here, will oh, be from. That 10, was worse. Yeah, uh-huh. was so worse. this will be from ten to twelve. Mm-hmm. Ten to twelve remote live remote. Uh, Ryan Treasure will be coming with us on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos coming yeah. down with us. Yeah, I, must be important. Yeah, well, I had to. Talk, I talked to him yesterday. Not Ryan, but I ended up talking to Ryan yesterday. But I was trying to figure out the situation for Armadillo's how how it was going to be. So I need to call back down there and make sure they got the uh, outlet, the, the cable to order. How many uh, mics are we going to have? I said four. Four? I said four. Uh, I talked to Deborah. Deborah said she may come down there. Uh, sure. So we, you know, we'll have we'll rotate depending on who shows up, how many guests show up. Well, we won't. But yeah, right. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> So we we'll do that. So I thought we was gonna be on phones. Then that was Mm-mm. no. That's not. I won't do it. I no, mean, no, I will no. not do that. That don't even make sense. I've never done phones. I never done a remote on. Phone. What do you mean? So we we'll be talking on our cell phones? Yeah, we might as well go. We might as well be home to home. Yeah, but I think Ryan is gonna bring. Uh, he told me it's like two hundred dollars to build a little studio, and and you could do it from home, and it sounds just like this. So we'll see. He said hey, he would I, never come to the studio then if you had that. Nah, you'd be sitting on the you'd be sitting in the big chair. Yeah, you sit in the big chair. Always sit in the big chair. It just depends on which one I choose. Okay, it's the big chair. Shannon Doherty. I mentioned Shannon Doherty. She's a personal training, uh, fitness talent. Uh, she's she's the founder of Fit Moms Diet. She um Shannon J Doherty. You probably was looking at something else. Shannon J Doherty. Um, she called me yesterday and I couldn't understand the message because I was sitting at Lucy's. Lucy's sixteenth. And and why why can't I remember crap? Sixteenth and god damn. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Lucy's on sixteenth and uh, Bethany. Sixteenth and Bethany. Mm. I can't remember anything. But yeah, that's one of my favorite spots. Favorite spots. It is it's like a neighborhood spot. You go there and I just have I have breakfast. So sometimes I have breakfast for lunch, sometimes I have lunch for breakfast, but I'm always having the tea uh there. And I do a little work. I get some work done there. Uh, but, you know, she called me. Shannon daughter called me yesterday. I couldn't understand the message. And I, I was up till 3 o'clock this morning. So I'm, I, there was something I had to do. So I listened to the message. So 
Shannon Doherty, Shannon J. Doherty, she's a personal trainer, a fitness talent. She's the founder of Fit Moms Diet. So, you know, she talked about coming on the show. Uh, so I emailed, so I emailed her back, and then she, I just, I'm looking at the email now that uh, she checked with her business partner because they wanted. I said you can call in or come in. She said they would love to come in. Coming in is better, and I, and it's fun to be in the studio. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe we even get them to the um, the uh, remote at Armadillos. Fitmomdiet.com. You can go check her out, but you can check her out on any of the search engines. All right, let's get into some football. Uh, well, we, we wanted to talk about this yesterday. Yeah, you asked the question before the end of the show. Well, before the show ended, just is free agency killing loyalty with teams and or players themselves? You know what? On a side note, I didn't think you was gonna remember that because I was gonna ask you what was because I didn't remember it. <laughs> I, I yeah, I took care of it. Uh huh. Whatever. I forgot the last one, so I had to remember this one. The last it's, time I said we're going to start a show with something. It's free agency killing team loyalty and whatever. Well, is it free agency killing loyalty in general and across all sports? Because you see baseball players that play for 14 different teams, Yankees, Red Sox. Like, you know, there used to be rivals. And now it's just a bunch of guys that are playing on different with, with different jerseys on. Right. You know? Well, I mean, with football, there are rivalries. I understand that. With basketball, there are maybe two rivalries left. Because you have to, both teams have to be in contention for them to be rivalries. Yeah, but you know what? And they and have to be longstanding. The which Lakers, not. the Lakers are not relevant. I mean, nope. we, we get to football, and the Boston Celtics are not re- relevant. But when they play, it's the Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that was one of the best finals, seven and, game finals in and 2010. You're not going to talk about Kobe, or you're not going to talk about Ronjo. You're going to talk about Magic and Bird before you even talk about those two guys. Right. So, so with the NFL, with all this free agency stuff, it's like you have like Brandon Browner is talking to the Patriots today. You know, the, the, the DB for Seattle is talking to the Patriots. Right. It's, th- there's no, there's nothing. I mean, Akeem Tlaib well, went from New England, even though he was kind of a, a rental. A, yeah. He was a rental for New England. Because he got drafted he in went to Denver. Bay. Yeah, he went to Denver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Revis played with the Jets. He's with the Patriots now. Well, Revis had no business signing that so crazy deal. Right. Well, it's, so it has to do, I would think, for, and I think you'd agree with this too. I mean, a lot of it is money talks, obviously. You can get, pay, get paid where you can, especially in the NFL. Um, but with regards to ownership and the front office of these teams that literally have no loyalty towards players across the board, I mean, there really isn't. I don't think any, um, and I think free agency is the reason, the reasoning for it. I don't, I I do. I don't think any, um, organization is because it's business to them. If, If you are, you're an employee at a high level, high paying job. You're an employee, and that's really what you are. You can see how these owners and these franchises go about their business, and, and it just looks like that. You're just an employee, unless you, I, I wouldn't even say unless you Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, because we saw what happened, how the sh- Peyton Manning got shopped around while he was on surgery. Rightfully so, because you have to prepare for your future. You have to business. protect your investment right. if you're the owner. But how you go about your business tells a lot who you really are. Uh, some guys just make it known. Some guys like uh, down in Dallas, they just make it known. Some teams, uh, you know, they try to say, no, that's not going to happen. You're going to be with us for a long time. And when it's time to make that decision, Peace. You, you go. Yeah, exactly, you're gone. So that's never been, in, in my opinion, that I've seen there's been any loy- loyalty. You look at Steve Smith, the receiver for the Carolina Panthers, 13 years that he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay in Carolina. They have on their rosters receivers that have not caught one pass in the National Football League last year. And they let the top guy go in Steve Smith. So the loyalty, 
you, you find it on both ends. It's just not owners. You find it on both ends. Some guys play for the money. Some guys play for the championship. Some guys want to win games and have a, some type of destiny, legacy, legacy to, to their destiny. Steve Smith was a guy I don't know if I would let go. I don't, I, Larry Sinners, when it becomes down to loyalty, this one I knew I was not playing college football anymore. I was in a business. When Larry Sinners got let go from here, one of our best players, and we had trash around him uh, that we have that they paid. When he's on a golf course and they they say yeah he's he's going to be a part of our team and he gets cut while playing golf. I, I understand there was no loyalty when I seen guys able to leave. When I saw Aeneas Williams leave, I figured you know that loyalty works both ways. Sign, you can overpay some guys. I know what the business what it is, but you can overpay some guys. Now you see these certain teams keeping guys around. You see teams want to have. Guys retire as uh, you from as, as their team, one of their team leaders, one of their team MVPs, Hall of Famers, uh, like Aeneas went to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to retire as an Arizona Cardinal. He's the only Arizona Cardinal in a Hall of Fame. He will be the only Arizona Cardinal in the Hall of Fame this August. Um, loyalty works both ways, but what distracts all that is the the money, whatever money you putting in the middle of things, because it's a huge business. You, we played this game for free growing up, and most of us are played for free if everybody else plays for free. But once you start, you give a guy $1 and you, your ego and your pride say, I'm better than you. I should get $2. Mm-hmm. It becomes from $1, $2 to $1 million to $2 million, and then the owners take those, take you and that other player, well, let me market and see who wants to watch these guys play. And I'm going to go get all the sponsors like we have to do with our show. We try to have a good show so we can get commercial spots. We can get commercial sponsors, go out there and say, we do this show at Voice America. You want to, you would want to market your commercial. You would want to buy some uh, times on our show because we have a, we have a good show. We have a hot show. It's the same thing. So there's no, there's no really no loyalty. We sit in the studio right now. I'm trying to figure out what's done outside of this studio on our behalf. So the same as that we have to go out there and do for the show, the show needs to be doing something for us. So there's no loyalty. It's all about money, really, at the end of the day, and it works both ways. Yeah, no, and it's interesting that any other, you know, workplace, there's no social media in all the other workplaces. You know, the Fortune 500 companies, I'm sure this stuff happens all the time. You know, there are layoffs. There are people that get fired for, for uh, illegitimate reasons. There are people that get hired above people, like, the, say, the Larry Center situation. Somebody gets hired that's less qualified for a position. That person has to go find another job. So I understand that the NFL is a business. I get it. And that's one of the most overstated phrases in the NFL as a whole, in my opinion, because we know it's a business. We know now that, especially with the influx of social media and the moment-to-moment updates on free agency and where these teams might sign, who's going to get released, all the things in that regard. We understand that. And I think with social media, it, it just balloons it more to make it seem like things are more unfair in the NFL than they are at any other workplaces. But I'm sure it's all the same. You know, I mean, two different degrees monetarily and and and. And obviously, you're not you're going from one company to another, and not from team to team within the same company. That's why I didn't have a problem. Not to cut you off, but no, uh, fine. that's, that's why what I, I wanted to say. Okay, that's why I didn't have a problem with um, LeBron James going to Miami. How he went to Miami was different. But then nobody, there was no loyalty to put anybody around him. You're speaking on loyalty in football, uh, but a great example, another great example came up in LeBron James. How he did it was. It, it was, wasn't. It was piss poor. Yeah, but well, 
to an extent, but we didn't know why he was doing it. He raised $4 million and gave it away to charity. How many people can do that? Take your celebrity status. Take, take your, I'm leaving you, this team, because you didn't put anybody around me, but when we lose the game, you put the onus on me. You didn't have anybody around me for those years. I get you to a championship. I'm, I'm not speaking for LeBron. I'm just on the situation. You didn't have anybody around me. I get you to the championship. We win. We lose in five games. I've told you the year before, give me some help. Give me some help. We see now today that one guy can't do it. I don't know if we ever seen one guy do it at all on any team in the NBA and win the championship. So it takes more than one guy. But how he left, how he left was not disloyal on his part, I don't think. I think it was disloyal that the Cleveland Cavaliers wanted to save money or didn't want to spend money, if you will, to put other players around him. We thought he, he'd go out there and get uh, – what, what was the point? What was the point guard that was in Philadelphia with uh, with uh, Allen Iverson? It came in at probably the same time. Uh, young young guy, I think of his name. But you put guards, you put different people around him, but they wouldn't they wouldn't a second fiddle. They wouldn't. They, there was a second fiddle, but they wasn't Scottie Pippen. They wasn't Scottie Pippen to Jordan or Jordan to Scottie Pippen. They weren't no guys. So then you couldn't find a a way. Uh, to keep him, so as a fan, you say he's disloyal for leaving. Well, I mean, he's got to tell the owner. I mean, he's got to tell the owner and the GM that he's leaving. No, no, no and he, he didn't. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I mean, that's that's professional no, courtesy. No, he doesn't. That's professional courtesy. He don't have to tell him anything because they don't have to tell him when they're cutting him. They're not going to cut. That's not. You, you can't. You uh, can't. You talking about both? You talking? I'm talking about LeBron. Exactly. I know. Yeah, you can't. You can't group him in with everybody else in the NBA because he's the best player in the NBA. Yes, you can. So you can't group him in. Because at the end of the day, he's an NBA player. It and we doesn't talk, matter. And we're talking about a franchise having loyalty is what I thought we were talking about. Is there any loyalty in the free agency of football? But it goes but both it, ways. Exactly. With the players and with the teams. That's so what I said. he didn't do the right thing by not telling the owner before he made According the decision. According to you, he didn't do yeah. the right thing. According okay, to the better part of America. Yeah, okay, absolutely not. Because that happens on in companies all the time. We'll take a quick break. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll come back. We'll finish this, and we'll talk about why free agency should be a frenzy, and you shouldn't have all this time <laughs> to think about it. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back to Kwame Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio. You look relaxed. I am relaxed. I'm be on the phone in the last segment as you do the show, <laughs> heading to Whirlwind Golf Course. 888-346-9144. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, we disagree, totally disagree. Um, it's on LeBron James and and owners. He has to tell his owners. He has to tell his boss he's leaving. He has to tell his employer he's leaving. Yeah, no way. The chain of command. He, no chain of command. No such thing as a chain of command. It's only he's a, not the owner. Of the, does he write checks for everybody? Ch- he yes, he does. Yes. LeBron writes checks. Yes, he writes so checks. The, he got businesses. The Cleveland. No, I'm talking about for the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, when he no, was there. I, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He makes money so they can write checks. Okay, that that's fine. But he doesn't sign the checks, does he? Every two weeks, when they get paid, is his name signed on the check? No, he gets. He's an employee. Can, so you tell your employer. I can hear you. when you're going to leave. Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I think it's smart. I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't smart. Everything that's smart comes out of my mouth. Alex, you've seen. Maybe you playing devil's advocate. So you're saying you would have. You're saying you would leave a team without telling them. If you were playing. You, me, personally? Yeah. That is not who I am. But I'm telling you, owners can cut you without telling you. Look at, look at you don't find out, you might find out that day you got cut. So you call that telling me I'm, I'm being released? That doesn't, that doesn't happen as much in the NBA as it uh, does in the correct. NFL. Well, it happens, but I'm not, to, we, uh, it happens. I'm just saying there's no loyalty for me to tell you if I don't want to tell you if my contract is up. His contract was up. He didn't have to resign. They want to resign him. He didn't have to resign. They should have known. Oh, let me tell you this. He told them two years that he was leaving, and he stayed two years. So, yes, he did tell so them. So he's a saint for staying two years? He's a saint for not staying. He's a saint for staying two years. Yeah, exactly. He should be praised while he's in Cleveland. Every time he go to, he go to Cleveland he right now. He will be. He go to Cleveland right now, and they, and they praise him because they know they were idiots yeah. booing him for leaving his job. That didn't do what they were supposed to do for him, who bought that market. Yeah, back hell to have no fury like a former basketball team scorned. Hey, you know? Also, a, a, a future Hall of Fame scorned. Yeah, no, Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers was wrong, Alex, and you know it. You just, I'm thinking you playing devil's advocate. Well, no, no, I think the aftermath. They were absolutely wrong with how they with how they handled two things. Two years, but I think LeBron. We watched him walk off the court with I his think, shirt. Personally, I think I understand. I remember personally, we talked about that yesterday too. I think that he should have said something like, "Hey guys, thank you for the time. I'm out." Like that's all he had to say. Send an email, tweet it, do something. He don't have to. He did when he. Well, no, because the tweeting would have messed up the ratings. Yeah, would have messed up the ratings. Would have messed up the rating. I understand because it would have messed up that three to four million dollars he donated to. That's like money laundering. Is it? It's somehow money laundering. You're giving money to kids. You give money to kids. It 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 candy coated what he was doing. And it was a great thing that he raised all that money for the kids. Alex. It was. Okay. But you, he did, you think it's just a perfect thing that he did it to rate for money for charity? That's why he did the decision? What no. I tell you? What I tell you? I, See, you tell me a lot of things that I don't. That you don't. You can't hear. Not that you don't hear. That you can't hear. So 
I said his the way he left was suspect to me. Yeah. But I say he's well within his rights to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers because he told them for two years, get me some help. I heard you. Get me some help. So the last year, he had to be frustrated time before this for you just to walk out and leave. And, and I, I really think we're just speculating because I don't know if he told him or not. But how he just left from the outside looking in, it looked like, well, I'm out of here. You guys had your chance. Well, he wasn't under contract anymore anyway, so he could just leave. I don't have to tell him owners who I've been telling for two years, give me some help. I'm from Akron. I want to play here. He brought Cleveland to where it is right now today. We, you will watch Cleveland basketball because they have Kyrie Irving over there. But Kyrie Irving, I haven't heard him say anything about leaving yet. So Cleveland is okay. Cleveland's he a did place, in, the, in the middle of the year a little bit. Cleveland is a place to play. It's a place to stay. So LeBron James, LeBron James and how he did his – and it wasn't money laundering. It wasn't a uh, – I'm not saying because he gave the money to charity and how he did it. Well, people wanted to interview him. Who you think set that up? Who you think reached out to him? We get people get a lot of emails or celeb- sports stars or celebrities. They get a lot of things to do this. We talked about Russell Wilson being asked to come dance with the stars two tw- twice year back to back years, and he said no. Those things we wouldn't know if they don't say it. But he, we get a lot of offers to do certain things. Depending on you, who you are, the character, or what that show's about, you are they gonna do them or not? So he left and did that one hour special to raise money. He said, "Here's a great opportunity for," and I believe he said this: "Here's a great opportunity for me to raise some money and donate three to four million dollars to and cover someone. up exactly what I'm doing. Cover up what? He's not covering up anything. He's not under contract." I, I understand, but it, it was a very so you don't egotistical thing to do, first of all. To you, it was. Yeah. To nobody else, though. Well, nobody I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say anybody else, but... You, you Has anybody ever done that? Have you? Ever, it's called a press conference. Have you, you ever hold a press conference have you ever, and you have say you what you're going to. Have you ever been a guy like him? Have you ever been a guy like him in a situation like that? That's his business. That's his passion. I'm, I know you got passions in things, but to say, I'm here to win a championship. He, he To me, I'm thinking... You the next thing, you're not winning the championship in Cleveland because we all saw that they wasn't gonna give you the help. And if you did that, you'd have been the greatest thing. You'd have won one before Michael Jordan at that age. But yeah, his ego is why he's LeBron James. And then he, as a young guy, he got probably tons of people in his corner say, "Do this, do that." You got marketing. This guy got marketing that he doesn't have to pay for because. If he just live off his endorsement, he never had to touch an NBA contract. His NBA, his endorsements probably are more than his yeah. NBA contract. Yeah, I mean it's like golf. I mean, it, so all, yes, all I'm gonna take a. Uh, yes, I will. Now, now I'm talking about me. Yes, I will. If I'm not under contract, take an opportunity to raise money and give it away. Yeah, and that, if that's my ego, then that's how I got. Well, to I understand. The, that's how I, I got. That's to not the what league. I'm saying. I'm not talking about you the money that he that, should. What you say? What I'm hearing is that. He owned it to his rights, uh, to his uh, employer, to tell him I'm gone. He was not under contract. He could leave. He just I, didn't I sign know. back. I mean, but there was an but, option, but a little goodbye or something. He said goodbye the, two years ago and stayed. Okay, you, you just That's don't fine. see it that way. You, the, you right. can't, uh, we're not going to agree on it's that. Not, we're not going to agree. It's not that you don't see it. I don't think you can see it that way. You watch. I can LeBron, see it. Okay. You watch him okay. for a whole year. You've listen. You watched that their for a team whole wasn't year as bad. Yeah, one person, well, well, one person cannot win sixty-two games on their own, and they won sixty or sixty-two games the year they went to the finals. One person can't win a championship on their own. I know, but sixty-two regular season games, one player can't do that on their own. Uh, Cleveland is in the East, right? Yeah, 
And they won 60 games. Oh, they were a lot better. The East was a lot better than they are now. No, they wasn't. The East was never good. Yeah. They no, they wasn't. The East yeah. been good since the 80s. Okay. The East the, haven't the East, been good since the 80s. Three, of the, three or four of the teams that are going to make the playoffs this year are under 500. That's not how it was when he made he, yes, he's, it was. You Detroit, had the Detroit Pistons. The, yeah, that was in the early Detroit Pistons. That was in the early 2000s. Yeah, no, that was, that was in... Um, uh, Chauncey Bills when yeah. they won a championship. Yeah, that was that was 04. I think they won back to back. That was 04. No, they only won one. They were it was 04. They didn't win two championships. Not no, back to they, back, but no, they, they lost to the two. Spurs. I think. Um, so what I'm saying is, LeBron James had younger guys. They had he had Mo Williams. He had Anthony Parker, who was borderline an All Star that year. Reserve. He had the guy. He, Hughes. Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. Oh, Weak Larry, sauce. Exactly. That's what um, I'm saying. Okay. Give him some help. He had, he had they Dan- call that help. He had Daniel Gibson when Daniel Gibson was was just coming out of college from Texas. I don't care when they came out. Anderson Vergel, Ilgoskis, Wally Zerbiak. They had he had guys that could score the basketball. Are you for yes. real? Yes. Yeah. You are not for real. Yeah. Look at the team top to bottom. I know the team. He can't win 62 games by himself. The team wasn't as bad as you're saying that it is the last two years. Yes, Antoine Jameson when did. he was young, younger. Yes. Okay. Yes. Put can, that team right now. So Jordan could win sixty-two games by himself. Jordan didn't win sixty-two games by himself. Then they won. Uh, they won seventy-two and ten. Uh-huh. That's probably the best team. It is the best team in NBA history in one year. So obviously, it wasn't just him doing it by himself. I think it was his uh, aura. I think it was who he was. He commands the double, the triple team. He gonna force other guys around him like LeBron James did in Cleveland. They everybody know Cleveland had one guy. All those guys you name was nobodies. All those guys you talking about? Did LeBron were make them better? Of course. Uh, yeah, you make him. those players all better. Of course they did. All superstars make I, other guys better. I understand, but that they would be you that team right now. You talking about the six-two games? If LeBron, okay, LeBron James can't win six-two games by himself. He doesn't. Well, okay. Nobody can. Okay. Well, in those sixty-two games that they won that year and got to the fight, was it the final years? That was the year they got I to think, the finals. I think it was the year they got to the finals. And those sixty, they won games, sixty games. They, they won sixty games back to back years, and still, and no ownership said we better get him some help. Those guys, you names. Outside of Jameson, because Jameson became a player. He was young. Mo Williams was an all-star, almost an all-star one year as the point guard there. Did you say almost an all-star? Yeah. He had a huge year. <laughs> what? Okay, listen. Anyway, in those 62 games that they won, those, in, in that year they won those 62 games, LeBron being double team. If I'm teams around the East who the East was weak, uh, they wasn't the West that we know of. If I'm LeBron, if I'm the uh, team, the opponent playing him, I'm saying – Double team him, make those other guys shoot shoot some game, make some other guys win those games. You telling me he's still not winning those sixty two games Be- because he's being double and triple team, and everyone knows the Cleveland Cavaliers have just one guy. Thank you. I'm looking up a stat. Thank um, you. That team was constructed perfectly for what they needed. What did they need? They needed shooters. They needed two big guys. Who's and they needed shooters? LeBron couldn't even shoot. He couldn't Anthony even Parker shoot. LeBron was, was such a, a great shooter. Anthony, Anthony Parker, Parker, Wally Zerbiak's great shooter. Mo Williams, great shooter. Zerbiak came from where before he... Uh, he was in Minnesota for a long time. Right, yeah. No. What, in Miami of Ohio? <laughs> him, 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 him and Roethlisberger, baby. Zerbiak was good because I, was I, was I would watch him play on a team. I wouldn't go to a game to watch him. So? But, uh, We're talking I'm, about- I'm saying he was good, but you trying to make a case that LeBron, which which you should be make, trying to make a case, is saying LeBron should have 
Tom I'm not saying own, he should have stayed. I'm saying uh, I'm saying that saying, his team know, was better when they put talent around he him. He should have told his owners, and I'm saying he didn't have anybody. That's why he left. Yeah, and that's not true. Is what I'm saying. I'm he saying had he had good true. role players around him. No, he didn't. You compare those role players to to who? Those are like the Lakers role players right now. That's not true at that's all. That's true. It's not true. Those yeah, role you players. Those role players. Those role players that Cleveland had right now. And the role players the Lakers are playing with right now. Yeah, those are role players. Nobody, those are D-League players. That is Jacksonville and Cleveland yeah. right now. Yeah, so why are you trying to compare the two? That is Jack- Because they were nobodies. There's nobody going to watch those guys. They were no help to a superstar. Antoine Jameson, all-star. And Wally Zerbiak, all-star. I said, yeah, when did they become all-star? You talking about, don't, don't they're, try They were all-stars before they played with LeBron. All, don't call them all-stars to justify that moment right there we talking about when they LeBron They were all-stars before they played with LeBron. Where? You, Antoine uh, Jameson was an all-star before he played with LeBron. Where? 100%. Either with, it was with Dallas or with Golden State. Uh, he nah. was definitely... Uh, I'm out, yeah, look it up. <coughs> As you, you're uh, out of your... You're see, out of your, why don't you get some cough syrup or something? Hey, we're going to take a quick break while Alex finds these um, inflated numbers and try to make a case for his LeBron James is the worst person in the world. What are you talking about? 888-346-9144. That's the number when we come back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Julie Bueller are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I need to argue a little bit more with uh, Alex. So, I mean, talk a little bit more with Alex. But while he was looking up his numbers uh, on Antoine Jameson, I just came across a before turning their attention to signing Tlaib Aqib, the Denver Broncos offered a six-year, $54 million deal 
for cornerback Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Let me tell you why they offered a deal, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about that. This is why they offer him this. The receiver he was on caught the ball 36% of the time all year in the National Football League, which led all corners as far as defending their, their opponent. That's number one, 36% of the time. That is, that is lockdown. That is lockdown corner right there. So they offered him $54 million for six years, and he's reportedly turned it down. So that's why they went out and got Tlaib Aqib from the, from the New England Patriots. What a knucklehead. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what the deal must have been. He must got one year. He must got a million a year for, for three years. It must have been backloaded because six years, you can finish your career in Denver, possibly, but you're getting $54 million. Now, it must, I, be, it must have been the, uh, the guarantee. It must, that's what I'm saying. He didn't get enough up front, yeah. but um, it could have been backloaded because that's what teams do. That's what owners do. That's why there's no loyalty. And then somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, who's a huge fan of the sport, but won't go into the intricate parts of these contracts or say, well, he's greedy. Because right now I'm looking at it, I'm saying, what the, well, how you turn that down? How you turn six million fifty four years and you had a great year and Denver's not a bad place to play? Why would you not? I mean, they're loading up on everybody to make one or two more runs at the Super Bowl. Why not try and stay there and get the Super Bowl? So now, as we speak, he is he is without a team, and I said, come back, come back to the Arizona Cardinals. And then they have uh, Antonio Cromartie was here yesterday, and somebody else was here yesterday too. Oh, uh, Ted Ginn was here yesterday also. Antonio, uh, I think uh, Dominique is way better. I think, think Dom- well, he's obviously he's, he's younger, younger. He's younger, for but sure yeah. younger. But I don't. Dominique Rogers Cromartie, I think he's better than Antonio. Well, Antonio Cromartie was more. He had one year. We had like eight interceptions, right? And when he ran Reva, that when Revis went was hurt. He had that year. Oh no, I was saying with the Chargers when he was young and he ran oh, that hundred ten oh, yeah, yard kickoff back. Oh no, he like, had two years then. Yeah, I mean he had he had two big years two. and and that was a long time ago. I he mean had, that was he had two big years, but I would say he had more than two good years. But yeah, he had two big years, and I, I forgot all about the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I mean, they gave up on Rodgers Camardi too, too fast in Arizona. They wanted Kevin Cobb. They saw a glimmer of hope with a quarterback, and that just backfired. So it may be nice to bring and, him back. But, but you know what? Athletes and their pride and their ego is sometimes getting away. 54 uh, and, Well, I mean, it's well, not 54 not, mil. Not, not it, the— um, Say they only wanted to give him 18 guaranteed. To take it. Well, but I mean, look at all these guys that are getting that are getting. I mean, Demarcus Ware got twenty. That he's not Demarcus Ware. They a couple of these. Positions. I understand, but a couple of these, like uh, Darius Bird, I think got twenty six or something from from New England. He's I not, mean, uh, uh, New Orleans from New Orleans, but he's not a safety. So Darius Bird, money. Yeah, see, I think guys get in the way. They get in trouble or confuse themselves when they try to say because this is a situation that's going on in New England. I, and I I bring it back full circle when I try to say, well, you get his office alignment. 20 million guaranteed. Well, I'm, I'm over here as a corner on defense or a safety. Let's say safety because corners get paid more than safeties most times. Well, you gave this guy 20 million to the offensive alignment. I'm a safety and I went to the Pro Bowl. I should get 20 million too. Well, there's two different positions and it, it should be the value of the team, something like, or more so that. But that's what's going on in New England right now. One year, $12 million. Darrell Rivas got for New England when Taliba Keeb left, which I couldn't understand. They so they signed him, but then they go to Woolfolk, their best, who's coming off of Achilles surgery. But still, before that, he was playing lights out. He was the defense. After that, they couldn't stop the run. That one guy makes a difference. So 
Are uh, you going to say you don't believe in his rehab or you don't believe that he can come back and get it done at that position? So, so they go to him and ask for a pay cut. And he's like, let me go. Why, let me go. Why would I take a pay cut? I don't, yeah, Why would I take a pay not. cut? Because I'm I'll, After I got, all we've been through. This is talking about loyalty again. He's been there for a long time. Ten years. Right? Yeah, ten, Wilford, years. Yeah. yeah. But why would I take a pay cut? You Just because you don't believe in my rehab, I've been working hard, so I feel like I'm going to be ready to play when it's time for me to play. I don't have to play preseasons. I have that game down because I've been with you for 10, 11 years. I have this game down. I have this defense I know down. the schemes. Yeah, I know the schemes. I, <laughs> I know. know what I'm, I know what you're going to do before you do them, depending on where we are on the field, the situation, the play clock, this offense, their tendencies. I know what you're going to do, and I've been working hard to get back, so why would I take that pay cut? Yeah, I mean, and it looks like Darrell Reeves is just looking for money at this point. Well, I mean, I mean the one-year the one year 12 mil, it, it's genius in the regard that you know that Darrell Revis is going to play one year there. Say they give him a four-year, whatever, and give him 20 mil guarantee, just whatever, just throw out an arbitrary number. You know after the second year he's going to be like, I want more money. He's going to be like, I got this good deal. I want more money now. I want more guaranteed. I want more guaranteed. It's kind of like the draft. You know how guys come out and there's a, let's say it's 50 million, but it goes up 10% or more at the same position. Next year, like to your point, he's going to be, I made twelve million last year. I'm not taking less than that. I'm, yeah. st- I'm still in my right. prime. Right. And he's he has a bad year. Say he's hurt for half the year. It's genius that they only do it on a one year basis. But he's smart too. Well, yeah, but they, they, for the Patriots, I think it's smart. I mean, you'll save money in the long run and you'll save a lot of headaches. He's smart though. Revis is smart too, because he's playing in the AFC again, which a lot of those guys he defended and he became Darrell Revis with the Jets. Revis Island. But you know what? He had a uh stop hating. He had a uh defense. I don't know if that's the same defense that the Patriots have. Yeah. He had a defense where that ball had to come out right now. So I know, and my clock is a corner. When I play corner, that ball has to be coming out right now. So I can take a peek. If it's not coming out, then I got to go to the in the meeting room and say, I need y'all to get up field. Or at the same time, they can say that to me. You need to cover him along about some more time so we can get to the quarterback. Every three years, there's a new hot lockdown corner. Right? I mean, Richard Sherman. That's quite a few is now. I, I understand. Right, like right now. But Darrell Revis was... I mean, he's he's a good corner. I mean, I don't think that like, well, I, I think the player uh, quarterbacks are going to test him this year because he's unproven in the last two years. Darrell Revis, yeah, he made the Pro Bowl last year. So but, but he's you're the down. only one. You're the one that says but, that no, the Pro Bowl doesn't mean jack. It don't. But he was locking down these guys. I'm watching. He him wasn't play. thrown to. And and Tampa. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all. Here's the thing: is that defense is so good in Tampa. I can't believe that. What's the same thing in Jets when he was with the Jets? Yeah, but their offense was awful. No, we're talking about the defense and the corner position. I understand. You can play that corner position a lot better if you got your front seven. If those guys are getting upfield and holding it down, the quarterbacks are being pressured, and everybody knows that. When I was playing, I used to watch the Tampa Bay with Warren Sapp and, and, and all those guys. I used to think they were blissing. They weren't blissing. They was, re- they was rushing four guys. And or maybe maybe five, but they were getting up fields. So as a defensive back, we would say, "Man, look at them! Look how they play!" Because that ball has to come out. Uh-huh. It's it's not the. Um, I've I've been in a league where Deion Sanders had one interceptions because they weren't throwing to him. That made him valuable. That made him one of the most valuable. I've been in a league with Aeneas Williams. They wouldn't throw at him, but he was to get six or seven interceptions. That made these guys valuable. When do you come? When does it come to a point where you test these guys? That's the court, that's the scariness of the um, 
offensive coordinator or the head coach on that opposing team. See, one of the trust things your receiver. I don't understand. That's why the receivers get mad. And that's why everybody call them a divas. They say, "Throw me the ball." Yeah, you, so you think Calvin Johnson? If he's on, if Richard Sherman's on Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson you they're not going to throw, throw him the ball. The ball. That, that's he's got everybody by seven inches. Then that quarterback should be fired. Oh, yeah, sitting well, on the look bench. at I mean Vincent Jackson. There's a lot of big receivers here that you get throw the ball regardless of who's defending them. Those guys are so good, and the receiver, receivers, in my opinion, are, are just as good. So throw the ball, take those shots, and, yeah. they, and they won't take them. And that's why these guys get paid a lot of money because people are scared to throw it their way. Here's what um, we got to get out of here. God. Here's what we um, I said: there should be a frenzy for two weeks because it holds the GMs and the owners accountable to who you have to pick in a certain amount of time. We will talk about that Monday. We'll start with that. We'll get out of here. Don't forget, we'll be at Armadillo's March 24th. We'll keep... Uh, March 25th. March 25th is what I said. <laughs> Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner, Rant Sport. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.